0: You're listening to Speaking of Faith with Bishop Dee Duncan Proby of the Episcopal Diocese of Central New York. I'm Rachel Ravellette, or ROMCOM, and we're glad you're here. Well, hey, welcome back
1: to the podcast. This is a really unusual podcast for us, because as you can tell, Rachel and I are in the same Place. this is not tv magic this is not tv magic and this bookcase behind us as you can see is not a separation between the we are here together in my office <laughs> my name is Dee, Dee duncan proby i am the episcopal bishop of central new york um that is between canada and pennsylvania utica and elmira and all the lovely people and places in between rachel is uh, our communications director and she is here in central New York for our coming celebration this weekend. This is dating this podcast a little (laughs) bit, but on December 2nd, 2023, we're having a wonderful diocesan event. We thought it would be great to record this podcast live um, here together in person, uh, on site, as we say in the diocese. So Uh, So let's get into it. Today we have a wonderful part of our baptismal covenant. We have been talking uh, about a lot of different things lately. Thanksgiving and uh, honoring the dignity of all persons. Today we're going to talk again about the baptismal covenant and continue going through the biddings. Uh, The baptismal covenant in the Episcopal Church is the basis of our faith. It is what we have vowed to be about. Yeah, we'd make this vow at our baptism, uh, and then again at our confirmation if we were baptized as a baby. And so this is a, a, a vow that it has great importance in our faith. So whatever your faith is, well, regardless, you're welcome into this safe space to consider together uh, your faith, your beliefs. What do you think is important in life? Whether or not you would say that is religious, we are speaking of faith, what we believe to be true and true about our lives. So let's get into the baptismal covenant. If you do have a prayer book, uh, we're beginning on page 304. If you do not have a prayer book and are interested in receiving one, please put in the comment section that you'd like to have one because we can make that happen.
0: We can't. We have a lot of them. We have a lot of
1: them. Turns out we're booky people. So We're we like purveyors of prayer books purveyors i like that <laughs> so in the baptismal covenant we've talked about so far that it begins by saying with whom we have covenanted a covenant is between two beings so we've covenanted with god the father and in previous podcasts we talked about what we say about that we have two podcasts and what we say about jesus christ and then of the holy spirit and then there are biddings will you be Uh, Continuing the Apostles' Teaching and Fellowship, uh, and then Will You Persevere in Resisting Evil? So those biddings, you'll want to look at those podcasts because they build toward today's bidding, which is Will You Proclaim by Word and Example the Good News of God in Christ? And we respond, I will with God's help. Now, some of that good news is what we have already covered in the baptismal covenant, what we believe about God as creator, that we are formed by God in God's image, that we have this uh, connection with all living uh, creatures, Uh, what we say about Jesus and the salvation of God, whether it's with Jesus' death as atonement, or if we say we understand Jesus to be saving us by teaching us how to live Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit being alive in our midst. So what does it mean to proclaim by word and example, the good news of God in Christ? Is it just preaching? (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. No, think of how you proclaim wherever you are. Mm. You know, someone sees you at the store, you cut them off and you, get in the parking space and you stomp in the store and you buy your thing and you stomp out, you are proclaiming that you're pretty ticked or <laughs> afraid or just a, you know, disagreeable sort. We proclaim by how we act and live and say, and what the things that we are, that we do uh, all that we do is really proclamation. Um, and so when we are proclaiming a lot of the time, a lot of the time we are not paying attention to what we're saying. We just don't feel well, I'm going to be myself and say what I want. But proclaiming by wording example is to stop and say, what is it I want to proclaim? Mm. What is a better truth? I mean, I can certainly proclaim my fear, my disagreeableness, my hatred, my whatever. But is that really, speaking of faith, what Mm. I want to be proclaiming? Maybe what I'd rather be proclaiming is healing for a hurting world or peace in a world that is so war-torn or healing for a world that is struggling so much with the traumas of the past. And so proclaiming the good news of God and Christ means we're going to act, speak, be our best selves, that we're going to not be different in terms of like acting like someone else. We can't do that. Maybe we are a disagreeable sort, but we're going to do our best to to offer to the world something that
0: is more in line with our faith. And we've, we've talked about how we're, we're created by God, right? And we're created in God's image, but that doesn't mean we're all created the same. Um, no. we talked about that a couple of episodes ago and respecting the dignity of every human being. So, so the way we proclaim through being our best selves and bringing that into public spaces, it's going to look different, right? Between Absolutely. people. Absolutely. And being our
1: best self means that we do the work to be ourselves. I mean, Mm. so many people live uh, lives where they're always uh, responding to the needs of other people. They're trying to make other people happy or they're trying to be what other people need them to be or trying to. But our authentic self means we've done the work to be connected in our deepest being with our authenticity. Mm. And then we offer that authenticity with with love and hope for our world. And the more authentic we become, the more we're offering the truth of who God's created us to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's been said um, by a number of people, it's kind of a a credit to one person, but I think many people have acknowledged that authenticity is really currently our the thing we seek the most people want authenticity,
0: not the social media influencer. Here's my 80 step skincare routine that I do every morning before five o'clock, not the varnished, polished self that we think the world wants. Mm -hmm. God created us for what the world needs. And that's right. Yeah.
1: This great search for authenticity. And, you know, Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and authenticity. There's a, you know, a real hunger to what does it mean? What's the purpose of life? And that's part of this podcast, Speaking of Faith, is to talk about our best self. Now, I wanna note where it talks about the good news of God and Christ. If you get 10 Christians together and say, what's the good news of God and Christ? You'll probably get 11 answers, (laughs) um, at least, least, maybe 20. Um,
0: Let the other people finish drinking their coffee and then we'll have some more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Because, you know, I want to first, you know, acknowledge this word good. Mm. We tend to think of good as positive or saccharine or, you know, holier than thou or something along those lines. But good in this instance is a lot more akin to good Friday, Mm -hmm. meaning um, that there is an ultimate good, but it may not feel good at the time. There may be uh, the good is the healing. The good is the restoration. The good is the outcome. But anyone who's gone through restoration, whether of a house or our bodies mm. or our souls, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And good might not feel good. And it might not be easy. I, I think, in fact, you know, the reason we take a vow here, is because it's not. <laughs> I mean, I think, if, you know, we take vows because we're going to have to as- ascribe to something yeah. that is difficult to do. You know, proclaiming the good news of God and Christ Means that when we're confronted with hatred or scorn, just like Jesus was, then we respond with the faithfulness like Jesus. You know, and I was in a group uh, years ago where well, we did one of those things were on the board on one side they wrote in big letters, agree. And on mm-hmm. the other side, other side, they wrote disagree. And there are about a hundred people there. And so they read off statements and you were supposed to go to the side of the room. Either you agreed or you disagreed with the statement. Right. And one of the statements was if we lived like Jesus, there would be no conflict in the world. And it was a moment of decision for me where I had to really dig into my authenticity because about 99 people went to the agree side of the room. And one other person and myself went to the disagree side of the room. And it was a little lonely over there looking at everybody being on the agree side. And the person who was, you know, facilitating this said, why do you disagree with that statement? And we both talked about, well, with Jesus, you know, Jesus was confronted by people all the time and then crucified as right. an insurrectionist. Right. Um, Jesus is proclaiming God's redeeming love. The kingdom of God has come near that God loves you, that we love our neighbors as ourselves, that we take a cup of cold water and yet is crucified as an insurrectionist. Mm-hmm. So clearly living and proclaiming the good news of Christ may not be comfortable, or it may lead to our uh, being questioned or vilified or or uh, put down. And even the apostle Paul tells us, you know, blessed are you when someone reviles you or curses you for mm-hmm. God's sake,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: then you know you're on the right track.
0: Yeah, that was this kind of calling card. Like, how do you know I'm an apostle? I've suffered like one. That's right. Like, <laughs> it's not great. Re- from a communication perspective, not great. Uh, recruiting material there. That's right. It
1: doesn't make you want to go. Oh, me too. Um, so, um, I think in this proclaiming by word and example, the words we say, the example we set, the good news of God mm-hmm. in Christ, Jesus tells us that God has come near that mm-hmm. we may be made whole, that we are to proclaim this redemption of God with wholeness and that there are places where that wholeness may actually separate us from people that we love. People may not be able to receive that good word from us. If we're kind, they may be like, what's wrong with you? You're just trying to manipulate me, which by the way, we have to watch that we're not right. You know, if we love our neighbors as ourselves, but then we get annoyed because our neighbor doesn't respond correctly. Mm. That may be because we're not loving. It may be because we're manipulating or controlling Yeah, you can kind of tell when it doesn't go the way you want it to go, what our real motivation is. Yeah, I'm going to do the good thing so that everybody will know I'm a good person, and then we we face backlash and we think, oh, never mind then I must be wrong, rather than I'm doing the good thing because I believe it, I understand it, and I'm committed to it, and then when there's backlash, we check ourselves and make sure that we are in fact doing the will of God or a good thing for other people that we are being considered of the dignity. And then we receive the backlash as I understand we're not ready
0: for that truth. It's, you know, it strikes me, which by the way, I've noticed that if there were going to be a catchphrase t-shirt for me on this podcast, it would be, it strikes me. <laughs> it strikes me that even, it strikes me. <laughs> even Jesus told his disciples when he sent them out two by two, right? Like some people aren't going to, aren't going to hear this. They're not ready. It's scary. It's different. This isn't the way the world thinks it should be organized or Mm -hmm. really this isn't the way things really are. Right. And so some people aren't going to like it. So brush your sandals off or your shoulders off whichever and keep on going, keep Mm -hmm. proclaiming the good news. That's right. In
1: Christ. That's right. Sometimes when I preach about this particular bidding, I'll ask the question, are you willing to be embarrassed for God? Are you willing to be isolated Uh, for God? Are you willing to be alienated because of your faith? You know, if you're in a group and someone's telling racist jokes, Mm. that is not good news. That is not living within these, this, this, these spells. And if good news is healing, that's harming. That's harming. And it's victimizing, it's dehumanizing. And so in that situation, what we tend to do is we'll just quietly withdraw. And not say anything that we don't agree.
0: Like I do not cosign. It's it's pilot, right? right? Washing his hands. Yeah, which
1: kind of like you know I'm just going to disappear, and then I'm not really part of that because I right. left. Right. Instead of saying you know, I'm not comfortable with this because I think that that is not an appropriate joke because it harms people and dehumanizes. So I'm going to withdraw.
0: Another another tact that I've heard work really well, and I've tried it. It's a scare. I get a. Uh-huh. weird feeling in my stomach when I do it, it makes me nervous, but is to say, tell me more about that. Tell me about why you think that's funny. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I'm surprised you said that. Can you tell me more about what's going on there? That really catches people off guard, but it is, it's an invitation. It's not, well, that's terrible and you're a racist person and you'll never be a not racist person right. and I'm better than you. It's an invitation, like, find what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Really
1: hurt. Yeah. I have said before, it really hurts my heart to hear mm. you say that. Yeah. Because I think of the people I love and that God loves, and I'd like to understand more. And I think that's where you're coming from. Yeah. And it isn't a good feeling at the first, because when you start to say it, you're like, ah. And I think that's where our faith, as people who follow Jesus, there's some validation there. I think whenever there's transformation, there's a bit of crucifixion. And we try to go into it as if we're going to skip the crucifixion part. We're going to skip the pain part. We're just going to cut right to resurrection kind of cut right to the healing. Mm-hmm. And the problem is if whether you've broken your arm or had cancer or um, if you've been involved in a situation where you realize that it's not good for you, there is that moment where stepping apart from it mm-hmm. is painful. It's to have the arm set or to have the operations that need to be had and then go through physical therapy healing does involve some level of discomfort at times vulnerability vulnerability i think rare is the time that proclaiming by word and example actually feels great at first Mm. i think over time it may feel good because we feel the gift of being in line with what god is calling us to do Mm -hmm. you know when we forgive we feel forgiveness when we care for another um, then we feel cared for, and it heals our own beings in a deep inner way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that we, may start we
0: strengthen those muscles, clearly metaphorical muscles,
1: but we strengthen those muscles. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and but it begins with that discomfort. But you mm-hmm. you know, somebody asked me not long ago, "How do you know when you're doing the right thing?" And I said, "Usually because you're a bit afraid, you feel uncomfortable, and you're unsure, but you're doing it out of a desire to please God and to to live." In accordance with what you believe mm-hmm. to be true and when we do that then we have a, an openness to god helping us and sometimes we figure out that we're wrong i mean there right. have been times where i thought i was doing the right thing and a nice thing and i was trying to be nice and i wanted to do the right thing and i was it was all nice nice and then later however long, years or days oh, I was really doing that because I wanted to show how good I am. Or, oh, I was doing that because I was buying into competitiveness. Or, oh, I was doing that because I felt uncomfortable and I wanted to fix it.
0: Or in really complicated situations, we were talking about this earlier, I didn't really understand what was going on, but I did come to it with Mm -hmm. my best. Right. My best was wrong and I've learned, Mm -hmm. but that, that willingness to fail well. Right. I think is an important part of proclaiming the good news.
1: I think so too. And, um, and especially the willingness to fail, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to proclaim by word and example, what I know to be true today, mm-hmm. I may learn tomorrow that that isn't true, mm-hmm. but today I'm going to do my absolute best to do a good thing
0: and be open to learning more. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing. Um, and mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to admit when you, when, You've messed up when you've missed oh. when you've missed it, but it's uncomfortable. It never—I don't think it ever gets comfortable. No, but there is always, I think, some liberation uh-huh. <laughs> in that and saying, "I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was wrong,"
1: and it hurts so bad going. at first to say, "You know, I was
0: wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me." It's like, how can I? What can Ooh. I do to make this right? Mm-hmm. That's those are hard
1: things to do. They are. And they're hard conversations, especially when there's nothing that can be done to make it right. Yeah. You know, it, uh, I was in a uh, I did a teaching one time where I gave everyone a piece of paper. and I said, I want you to wad mm-hmm. the paper up. And this is when we mess up. It's like wadding the paper up. I said, now straighten it back out. And of course, even if you iron it and there's all these things that you could try to do to erase the, it, we're impacted by one another. And when we've blown it, we can cause harm that Mm -hmm. it, it, but I do believe that God's redemption is always present, always working in us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, seeking forgiveness, which is part of the good news of God in Christ, Mm -hmm. seeking restoration and being willing to put ourselves in a space where we're built, where we're working toward reconciliation and redemption, those are invitations, just like you said earlier, to heal.
0: And those scars are are important and helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have a scar. I don't know. Yep, you can see it. I have a scar right there. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I don't reach into the oven without oven mitts anymore, friends. Good, <laughs> good. I learned I, I learned, that. I learned yeah. that lesson. Even if I'm just trying to touch the top of a cake and see if it's done. I I put an oven mitt on, um, but we, we think about those scars and how I remember where I was and it was hard and God brought me here. Mm -hmm. Um, and even it's, it's hard not to think about, um, in the story of Jesus Mm -hmm. after he resurrected those scars and what they meant to his, his apostles, to his dear friends. Mm -hmm. Um, like he really was that vulnerable. He really Mm -hmm. is that vulnerable Mm
1: -hmm. and he's
0: still here. That's, that's good news. It's hard news. It is hard news, but you know, it's also life because
1: one of the things about scars or brokenness, it's strongest where it heals. Mm. Um, And one of the things about friendships that is in any relationship is absolutely true is the relationship isn't real until that first fight Mm. or that first brokenness or that first harm and then forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because up until then, it's more of a fantasy. I mean, we, we, humans aren't we just don't do um peace very well. Right. You know, and um we don't do uh, lack of conflict well. We do we're good at conflict. Even those of us who really dislike it and say, oh I hate I love this one. I hate conflict. But then when you get to know the person you're like, but you're at conflict with everybody. Look I at mean- all your tea <laughs> come on. You're fighting with everybody. <laughs> but um but that first um and then subsequent, but when we have the ability in a relationship to not act well or to to have a conflict and then work through it, to seek forgiveness and restoration, to make amends, to do the work that's necessary to make sure that we don't do that again, that we don't blow it in that way again. That is how we know that we're on the right path is when we are seeking wholeness. And one of the things that we can also know is if somebody is calling us names or treating us badly. And this is, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And then they call us a name again. I've learned something there. That's a scar I've learned from. Yeah. Then then, then, what we say is, you know what? I don't want to have people in my life
0: mm-hmm.
1: who, when they say they love me, don't actually mean it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or I don't want to have people in my life that when they apologize, don't actually mean it. Mm-hmm. I want them to mean that they're sorry they did something wrong, not I'm sorry you're mad at me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so we, in sometimes when we're living our, our life of faith, it's important to recognize there are people in the world who are narcissistic. There are people in the world who gaslight others. There are people in the world who are not able to take personal accountability for their own actions. But for those of us who speaking of faith are committed to doing that, who are committed to living our lives, um, in accordance with God's created, beautiful invitation to wholeness, mm. we will make amends and we will change. We may make the mistake, you know, again, but to a different degree and figure it out. But we're sincere in asking for forgiveness and seeking a better way and truly proclaiming by word and example, the good news of God in Christ. that's always moving toward res- resurrection, right. wholeness, healing, goodness. The truth of who we are is what we say. The truth of what we believe is how we act. The truth of what we do is what we authentically do with our lives. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is just words. And our baptismal covenant is calling us to transformational living that goes beyond words and actions, but to the truth of the gospel alive in us in each moment.
0: That'll preach. That'll preach. That'll that'll be another podcast catchphrase. <laughs> I think that'll preach. That'll be the next one. That'll preach. It strikes me that that will
1: preach. It's yes, it's a good term. <laughs> well, I am so glad you've been with us today. I'm very grateful for this opportunity to talk about this. Grateful to have this time with you, Rachel. Love uh, coming to site. Central New York. Yeah. Thank you for the beautiful snow. Oh, it's gorgeous. Actually, I'm not just like, joking. For real. For real. For real. <laughs> and it's sunshine, and it's just beautiful it's but anyway, god's creation i'm a fan i'm a fan may you be blessed and be a blessing and this day may you live your faith out loud that you may be an example and proclaim good news in keeping
0: with what you believe take good care thanks for joining us speaking of faith with bishop dd is a production of the episcopal diocese of central new york Our theme music is by Fleece Mob, and it's called A Bird in Hand. We use it with permission. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast through your favorite podcasting app so that you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. If you like what you've heard here, please leave us a rating and review. If you don't like what you've heard here, we're sure you're still a wonderful person, but maybe don't leave us a review. Just kidding. We love honest feedback and questions. You can connect with us online between episodes at cnyepiscopal.org/podcast and on social media at cnyepiscopal. Blessings to you, friends.